2: Hello everyone welcome back to osby's live from our brangaroo studios uh you are tuned into the call 10 stocks picked by you i put them to our expert panel all in one hour on this thursday the 16th of february let's get straight into it mark gardner from macro is with us mark good to good see good afternoon you. uh david lane from Audminute. Uh, how are you david very well and you good you're coping with the uh, earning season fast and furious at yeah. the moment is it?
1: Certainly frenetic at the moment, there's yeah. been, uh, yeah, a thousand emails today already. General view, you're comfortable with it? Uh, overall, it's actually been, yeah, reasonably good. Um, we generally find that, though, in the, the first couple of weeks that the, the, the good results are out early. And then, uh, yeah, towards the end of the, the month, we, we often get a few shockers. But, right. um, yeah, it's, so far, it's been a, a, a pleasantly surprising result season.
2: Mm. Mark, what's your view? Yeah, we've we've sort of taken
0: a bit of a standoffish view. We're um, we're waiting for the results to come out before we're uh, we sort of cashed up um, after a good January, and we're waiting for the results to come out before we sort of make any major decisions. Um, yeah, so there's been a yeah, been a couple of opportunities so far, mainly fairly in line with what our thinking was going mm. forward in the outlook, So uh, yeah, not. Busy, busy uh, doing research and, and analysis, but um, not, not massively busy so far. There hasn't been anything okay. that's... Um, surprised that, you too much. Yeah, it hasn't surprised us too much. Okay. So. All
2: right. This half hour, we're going to be taking a look at uh, Commonwealth Bank. Timely after their uh, results yesterday. Challenger, Pact, Iris and Woolworths. Um, stock of the day, thought we'd pick up Goodman Group. Uh, reported its earnings this morning. Uh, Of course, a bit of a favorite here on the call. Um, Half-year results delivering operating profit uh, 877 million up 11.5%, occupancy increasing to 99%. Group says it's performing better than originally anticipated. As a result, it's expecting to achieve full-year results growth of 13.5%, which compared to the previous guidance of 11%. Uh, shares trading up a percent at the moment. Uh, Mark, what do you think of the uh, the Goodman result?
0: Yeah, overall it was a pretty decent result. Um, obviously statutory profits dropped, uh, which is probably the only bad thing that was in there just on the revaluations, which we're expecting. These these REITs have all been trading at pretty heavy discounts to NTAs, so that was always going to come back. Um, I think yeah. I, I think up a, up a few percents probably fairly um, you know fairly reasonable. They have beaten expectations but maintained um, their distribution, which I think smart from management overall right. because we you know with higher rates they it's been a while since they've had to endure that and um, they'll probably want to keep a little bit in the coffers. But if you know if we do get a soft landing or they're even talking to no landing you know now and. We start to see, uh, you know, terminal rates put, um, pull back from their recent peak. Well, you know, perhaps these guys can beat expectation next earnings season, and, okay. and that'll, um, and perhaps the distribution comes comes at a later right. date. But uh, yeah, look, it's the, these guys in CIP by far our, you know, our favourites within the sector, and uh, well, with the reit sector as a whole, but even within the industrials. Um, right. Goodmans we were a little bit standoffish on because they're a little bit more development based as well. So uh, but you know, they've they've showed really stable um, you know, stable earnings and increases in rents and ninety nine percent occupancy rates. So yep. um, through, you know, pretty difficult you know, transitional period with um, you know, with rates going up. So yeah, we'd be we'd be sort of starting to nibble at this overall. Okay. Um, you know, some clients. So you'd who, start to buy it. I, look, I, I'm fairly happy to buy. There could be a rough ride on it. Right. Um, we we recently sort of trimmed. There was a rally in the rates leading into the RBA, where we trimmed. We trim back. So yeah, we'd be looking to buy back soon enough. Okay, so. all right.
2: Um, David, what do you think of Goodman? Of course, uh, mainly in that industrial warehouse property. I had to go um, in Sydney out, out to the western suburbs yep. through Horsley Park. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, it mm. is mind-boggling how big these were, and you developed by Goodman. Yep. Developed by by Goodman. You yeah, should almost call it the goodman's oh. suburb. I oh, think, Goodman so. suburb. Yeah. I, it blew me away at the size of some of these facilities. Extraordinary.
1: Ah, oh, exactly. And, and similarly, up here in Brisbane, there's a, a, a massive, big uh, area out at rochdale that they've developed. Uh, it's actually Woolworths' first. Um, mainly robotic uh, distribution arm where you effectively order it online and go and drive up and, and they uh, put it in, in your boot. Um, and that's the sort of market that, that, that Goodman really have created. Uh, they, their customers are the likes of Amazon, yeah. DHL, obviously Woolworths and Coles locally, but they're, they're providing that logistics supply chain network, uh, not just for the traditional retailers, but also for e-commerce, and now actually starting to see demand in the data center area as well. So um, reading through the result, it was actually a very, very positive result from management. They've done everything right. As as you said in the, the intro, their occupancy is 99%. Uh, for their new developments, which is a very, very big part of their business, their occupancy is 99.8%. So effectively, they they Sign up their customers before uh, they, yeah. they start a building uh, yeah. happening. So, yeah, it's certainly a, a very, very well managed business. A little bit different to your traditional REITs in that uh, it, it obviously holds some property, but it does a lot of development. So, yeah. their net tangible asset backing is $8.87. 8, $8. So, they're trading well above that, but that's because of the the development business and their funds uh, funds management business that they they run, so it's effectively a, a very diversified business, um, well managed, great business, and and the outlook from the result today was actually very positive. Having said all that, though, we've got a lightened recommendation on it, and that's mm-hmm. really based on the the share price uh, compared to the other REITs. It, it's done uh, very well. Um, they're trading nearly at $20 at the moment. So I think if, if you, you've had it in your portfolio and, and have run up well over the last few years, potentially looking at taking some profits. Right. There are other companies in that sector that uh, you know, probably look more attractive. Like what? Based on, well, uh, CIP, the uh, Centuria Industrial uh, one that, that Mark spoke about, okay. also uh, Charter Hall Long Whale, um, CLW is the code for it. We like it, but it's more of a conservative, long-term property holder and it collects the rents, whereas Goodman have the, I suppose, the, the growth potential through development. Does Centuria
2: develop as well or? They do,
1: yeah. Oh, okay. and so that's sort of a like for like, Well, sort of, yeah. I mean, the Centuria industrial uh, uh, REIT holds the properties and then Centuria, the actual head stock um, that's separately oh, okay. listed, and that has the development uh, you know, pipeline in it there. So if you're looking for that development, you can do that separately, whereas in Goodman, it's, it's all in the one stock.
2: Okay. Yeah, a little, little bit lower
0: risk with CIP obviously holding the yes. properties. Yeah. Um, so it's a bit probably a little bit simpler, um, but yeah, but as uh, David pointed out, the growth Right. having the development in in the same package you know you're going to get some upside growth yep. as well so goodmans generally will perform better to better. the upside um yep. and you know and vice versa okay
2: all right let's get into the stock so uh, you want us to have a look at gary uh david wants a view on commonwealth bank uh, reported yesterday you have mac Extensive interview with him on AusBiz uh, yesterday afternoon, Um, and the shares have been sold off from record highs though.
1: They have, yes, that's right. Um, Again, another very good result, excellent management, uh, and CBA has commanded a premium in the market uh, for some time. So CBA, from a valuation point of view, uh, is still more expensive than the others. Uh, CBA and NAB over the last 12, 18 months have have really uh, broken apart from a valuation point of view or share price point of view from um, Westpac and ANZ. So we see more value in Westpac and ANZ. Um, If you're holding CBA, it's a very well-managed business. Uh, Their net interest margins were up to over 2.1%, which is a positive. They've got a a fantastic deposit base. Um, 75% of their funding still comes from deposits. and it's, it's strange that CBA for many, many years has been the least attractive bank as far as interest rates and term deposits are concerned, yet they still keep getting the, the customers yep. coming back yep. and giving them deposits. So uh, it's a great capital base that they've got. Um, so if you've got the shares, I'd be yep. holding them, um, but I think there's better value in in some of the, yep. uh, the other banks um, in the sector.
2: Uh, basically, the banks banks profit from us being lazy, Mark, don't they? I read a <laughs> report the other day: fifty percent of Australians hold their savings in a transaction account, which gets zero percent return.
0: Yeah, looking and, <laughs> and it and it's and it's CBA's rates. Why oh, would you bother God. even moving it? I think they've got the lowest turn deposit rates around. So, yeah, no,
2: no, uh, yeah, but transaction accounts or even less Are yeah. even le- are terrible. Um, Maiten Somers and Darren sent, <laughs> sent me a text after Commonwealth Bank result uh, yesterday saying, "Told you, bank's peak of the market, sell, sell, sell." I yeah.
0: agree. Oh, absolutely, um, and I've, I'm mildly concerned. I'm I'm agreeing with Maiten <laughs> more and more these days. Um, I have been trying to wrangle CBA out of my clients' hands Sorry. for the last month. Um, they're very reluctant because they've had them forever. Yeah. Um,
2: and that's for that's one of the considerations you've got to take into account. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And look, we give we give we give that. general
0: advice. So yes. so essentially, I'm I'm only commenting on you know where, whether I think it's overvalued or undervalued. These guys, the last six months is basically as good as it will ever get for right. uh, a business like CBA. You've got strong economic growth um, or strong economic conditions and rising interest rates, where they're picking up that net interest margin. So yep. now the consequences are gonna come from those rising interest rates. Um, and look, we've had 600%, uh, I think, since two, uh, roughly early 2000, 600% um, growth in credit. So yep. new loans, etc. cetera. Um, I've done a deep dive on CBA. They, uh, the share price only ever goes up in years where credit is expanding. It's nothing to do with the housing prices. Um, it's nothing to do with The default rates is if credit is expanding and they're writing new loans uh, CBA does very well at $110 they were at the top of their PE range so you would be expecting you know the market was saying we expect the best possible conditions for CBA and it is actually the complete reverse so I was not remotely surprised Um, the research houses, major brokers have all steadily been downgrading CBA uh, over the last month and a half so I'm not So people were a little bit surprised about the movement yesterday, but the major, major breaking houses weren't because I think the consensus is about uh, anywhere from 85 to 90 bucks. Um, So yeah, I I think we're gonna have the dividend yield, whilst they increase their dividend by 20%, it's not good enough anymore because you can now, um, you know, you can now get uh, 7% in corporate bonds. So I'd fully expect this to probably pull back to the mid 80s at some stage this year, and you'll get a much better opportunity to buy it. It is a high quality business. I don't dislike CBA. I'm d- yeah. I just think, given what's going to come, um, what's going to come over the next twelve months as the economy readjusts to higher interest rates, um, and they've basically already seen net interest margin peak October last year, yeah. so it's already declining. Yeah. Um, that, that essentially we'll see this just significantly sort of pull back to the pack, and I'll be happy as Larry to be buying it, you know,
2: okay. at
0: lower prices. However, because from
2: those charts, it, d- it shows five year and the twelve month it does have pullbacks it's a bit like csl it does csl there there's a time yeah. when it comes back to 250 260 and then goes back up to 300 and, and this is the
0: conversation i have i have with my clients they yes. they sort of take it almost personally that i'm telling Look them at that june sale.
2: 87 bucks
0: yeah, and look exactly right. So that that'd be where I'd be, you know, anywhere under ninety bucks, I'd be starting to, I'd be starting to scale in. Um, yeah. And but you know, you, you the range, it's a fairly stable PE range overall if you take out the COVID period, yeah. um, of twelve to twenty. And if we can get back to twelve and a high dividend, uh, high mm. dividend yield, absolutely, because it is a well-run business. And it's not going to have any funding, you know, funding issues if the default rate starts to go up because they do have those savings accounts and they tend to be quite tight. Like you're not getting, you know, you're not getting many discount rates and things like that. So I did put
2: put that to Matt yesterday. I said, what do you say to savers? And he says, well, we haven't passed on the full increase to borrowers because the housing market's so competitive Hmm. Um, and we've. As a result, being they're, a bit slow. They're a business, after all. They're just doing yeah. their
0: they're just doing their job. So look, and and you can move yeah. if you if you consumers can move with their feet, and if they don't move,
2: what would you yeah. I, you wouldn't expect anything yeah. less from a response from a okay. company. All right, so sell so on CBA for you, um, a financial organisation who will benefit from uh, rising interest rates is the one that Tim wants a view on, Mark, and that's Challenger, uh, the big fixed income group. Um, basically it's an annuity business isn't mm. it, for uh, for retirees and the like and rising interest rates is good for them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And um, as per the products they sell, as was their result, it was pretty straight down the line yep. and um, you know, largely in line. Um, better, uh, I think better results for the life and weaker for the funds management, which I suppose you wouldn't be surprised with, with the funds management um, sector this year not doing so well. Yeah. Um, Although, yeah. I, on the
2: ticker here, I saw, I saw Magellan today's cracked up above $10, which, boy, there's a fucking yeah, that's, that's been smacked.
0: that's um, not even on our watch list anymore, yeah. <laughs> so that, that's... uh surprised <laughs> um, me. Yeah. That, but anyhow, let's get back yeah, to the challenge. We'll, Sorry um, to distract we'll get, you. But, uh, look... It's trading around about fair value, but I think one of the key things that's, that's in favour of challenger that not a lot of analysts have talked about is we we're going to have the largest batch of baby boomers retire um, or hit retirement age uh, like this year, and obviously you know it's mm-hmm. going to be around yeah. those numbers demographically glo- like all around the globe, particularly yeah. Australia. It's going to cause issues for you know ty- tight labour market because we're going to have a skills mass exodus, but that. Will likely keep rates higher longer, as the Fed has yeah. said. So, I, I think long-term value for this business is is pretty good because mm. I don't. I, I think um, I don't think central banks want to keep want to want to go back to zero interest rates. I don't. You know, it it, it causes a lot of problems, and we're yeah. sort of dealing with the, the aftermath of fifteen years of zero interest rates. Um, and you know, capital can't be free. It, it just it just causes too many pockets of issues yep. you know but pricing bubbles etc so i think central banks will never really unless there's an emergency style gfc thing we'll never be going back to those levels so this sort of this business will i think consistently gain and obviously with stock markets you know you as most found financial planners which we're which we're told in the uh, you know the kaplan training that we've got to do as brokers is you know you you, most planners are ethically told to you know to switch people who are going into retirement age into the more those stable annuity style products yeah, yeah. so there and there's not really much competition there's mm. not I, I, I dare say a lot of these fund managers who have had a very rough year but we, which have thrived on growth markets might start to, to um to push out products like this because i don't think this demographic shift obviously in, you know yeah. it's not going to change so I'd like them long term, um, and you know that stability. So yeah, look, I'd be, I'd, I'm probably more of a hold here at the moment, right. um, just because I'm I'm broadly a little bit bearish on the market. Yep. But yes. I'd be looking to buy dips in this look one. Look at
2: it. Yeah. Um, David Challenger was saying their three-year annuity rate, uh, this is the impact of uh, high interest rates, was just over two percent twelve months ago. Uh, mm. Today it's at a ten-year high of five percent. So yeah. so anyone looking at annuities for retirement now, which planners are putting people mm. in, you're going to lock in a return. Now is the time to do it, at high interest rates, isn't it? And Absolutely. Um, yeah, that's uh, right. so they'll be flogging more of those, which is, which is good for Challenger.
1: Oh, definitely, yeah. And yeah, two, two or three years ago, you wouldn't have even, even bothered to look at them. But uh, yeah, now yeah. they're certainly becoming back in, in favor as Mark said, you've got the, the ageing demographic, so it is a, a tailwind that will continue for, for many, many years. Um, the other thing that the annuities have compared to a standard term deposit or, or other sort of investment is that they they do have some um, benefits around uh, structuring to get pensions, et cetera. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, there's certainly a lot of... Um, demand for them and that and that demand will continue um and as mark said there's not a lot of competition in that industry uh as interest rates rise obviously challenger to be able to produce those annuities they're a life company so they they do have a, a backing of um you know, life insurance as well so that they, they do have their own investments in the markets which uh you know will grow over time i tend to agree with mark though in that uh probably a hold at current levels. They are a a good business and the the long-term outlook for them is good, but at the current share price, probably not compelling. Um, We've got a hold recommendation on it and probably look to to add to it at at lower prices if we get um, the the market coming off a bit.
2: All right. Um, Steve wants a view David Lane on PACT, the uh, plastic and uh, rigid packaging organization australia and new zealand um what do you yeah. think impact
1: yeah packed um they've had a lot of um headwinds i suppose uh it's now coming to the end of those See that, uh, that
2: chart looks like uh, they've been going into a <laughs> cyclone
1: <laughs> yes yeah that's right yeah well they've had issues with the uh the supply chains um right. rising costs as far as uh Yeah, the the plastics business is concerned uh and changes changes in management as well so it is a business that um it's in the the packaging uh business they they make a lot of the the jars and um uh, yeah plastics as well so they've got a long-term strategy to move towards what they call a circular economy and and more recycling um so that they're, they're a bit more environmentally friendly um it's an okay business probably a hold at at current prices uh the problem with a a business like pact is that there are things that are out of their control uh for example in the philippines there's been a sugar shortage so that's impacted their um their uh their business over there um you know they've got impact of uh of, of various other issues that occur uh around the world as well so yeah not not uh the most exciting business but uh probably if you've got it i'd be holding it at current levels and uh looking for a again a bit of a pullback in the price
2: okay mark
0: yeah i'd echo david's comments it's, it doesn't matter how good management is they've, they've sort of held ransomed you know to their input input costs with their margins at, they were incredibly low and the last i think last report revenues up seven and a half gross margins fell nine um net profit fell thirty three percent and they increased their debt. So that's mm. that's three not, not fairly. Not a great combination. Yeah, it's, it's not a good combination. That's um. So look, but on the upside, shipping reliability improved, which lowered you know is going to lower their costs going forward. Um, and you know they've had a lot of uh, a lot of their input costs sort of start to normalise. Um, one thing I found sort of quite strange they oh, that expected the yeah, twenty three result to be slightly ahead of twenty twenty two. So, I don't particularly, it sounds like very wishy washy language. Right. Um, and like, it, um, don't give us a range. Yeah. Or, or uh, I'd, you know, don't, I worry when people start to use descriptive words right. instead of numbers. Um, so,
2: when they're tentative, you're tentative. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um,
0: yeah. And, it, you know, it just gives it a little bit more reliability and confidence to the yeah. investor to, you know, to believe in the company. So, um and And, as well, you know moving towards that circular economy, I mean, Bramble's had a disaster with you know get trying to get those chet pallets back and things like that. Yeah. like that. It's all great in concepts, but you know you've got to you've got to be it's got to be very well run. You, yeah. they've got to be returned to you. you've got yeah. to track them down. There's, yeah. there's other associated costs in that. It, um, you know Bramble struggled with that for for years yeah. back in the early two thousands. So.
2: so if you're a packed shareholder, You've taken a bath. Do you stay there? Uh,
0: look, I wouldn't. I, I think there'll be just better opportunities this year, and, and I, I don't really see. I, I, I would probably, I'd sell and revisit after another, right. um, you know, another couple of reports, yeah. and um, because I, I don't look, they've even said themselves they're only going to be slightly ahead this year than than last, and last year was a pretty difficult year, so I, I would just probably. I mean, you can get. You can get interest sitting risk free and seven percent in corporate bonds. Yeah. You can you can yeah. you know possibly just leave it in cash and and, and wait for an opportunity. And if, and if you've
2: got a capital loss you offset, yeah, I always look you at you sold for a profit. Well that's <laughs> right.
0: I always look at things in terms of I, I wouldn't put new money in it. And yeah. and that, you know, if you wouldn't put new money in it, like you're holding on for your own reasons because you bought it higher, not because yeah. not because it's necessarily going to go well. Um, but yeah, if they show improvement going forward, um, you know, at the next reporting season or the one after that, yeah, sure, they, that'd okay. be fine.
2: All right. Uh, John wants a view Mark on IRIS, the financial software provider, um, market provider here and around the world.
0: Yeah, I I looked into this. They've got a new, I um, think they've got a new CEO, and I I, I had a look in, into his background, um, and, and I quite like. He's got a bit of a mix of both startup and traditional business right. um, experience, which I think Iris really needed. They were they're a bit of they've relied on the fact that they've got a captive audience and captive customers, and. Um, you know that doesn't tend to, um, you, know, bu- you know, lend itself to a you know, innovative innovative company, particularly in this is, you know, in the tech sectors. So they're going to report Monday. They had a, they did a bit of a reverse Macquarie. They overpromised and underdelivered the last time, and they yeah. missed guidance. So, and then last year wasn't the year to be to be missing guidance, particularly oh. if you've pumped the market up yourself. So it was a delay in, acquisi- um, in client acquisition, but. Um, I'd be it's not a buy for me here right now um, but more so because I want to see this this new CEO's had six months Um, I want to see what his strategy is because I think this given their customer base if if they make um, good technology improvements and they expand on this, I um, think you know, there's a mortgage business and uh, super business and things like that. If he's got a good strategy for that, I, I would I would be very happy to buy this. But mm. but look, you've got two days to wait. I don't think there's any yeah. point risking it here um, yeah. right now. So um, no and watch. No and watch, and look. Yeah. And, and I don't think you'll miss out on much. If he's got a great strategy, you might miss out on a few percent because it, it reports slightly better, but I think it'll actually be the start of a, uh, of a solid mm. uptrend. Okay. So. interesting. So yeah, it um, yeah we we shall see, David.
1: Yeah, agree with that because uh, yeah they're about to report Monday morning before market, uh, so I certainly wouldn't be jumping in and, and buying them now. Um, share price has come down quite a bit due to those downgrades over over recent times. So I think there is value there. Uh, we've got an accumulate recommendation on it, but yeah, I wouldn't be buying today. I'd be waiting for that result to come through, uh, and it is. Uh, you know, a business that hopefully in the result they'll actually talk about some more customer acquisitions, uh, they've recently got a, a fairly large contract with Commonwealth Super uh, to, they've got a, a reasonable pipeline in that that large superannuation business, mm. so uh, okay. that's a growth area for them, uh, and really looking at the business, it is a profitable tech business, um, we use it I'm using it at the moment uh, but and it potentially um, if the the right people are looking at it could even be a, a bit of a takeover target at some mm. point
2: okay all right we use it too so we'll wait till monday um david john wants a view on Woolworths, the big supermarket chain always seen as a defensive yeah. stock
1: it is a defensive stock but it's uh, it's one of the ones that we've actually got to sell on at the moment um it, it is a, a stock that uh did very very well over the last few years was a, a COVID beneficiary um, they've sold off their Endeavor, which is their their food or their liquor business. Um, so really, it, it is concentrating on the grocery market at the moment. And that's a an very competitive market. Uh, they're finding that, that Aldi has been increasing market share. You've got uh, Metcash that's been improving as well. And the online business between Coles and Woolworths is, is starting to get very competitive as well. So we think that there's probably... Uh, you know better better uses for the money elsewhere. Um, okay. have a, a preference towards Metcash in that space, but then yeah, you know, the grocery sector probably isn't going to provide a lot of growth over the next uh, year or two. So, you know, potentially if you don't already have uh, holding in, in that sector you don't really need mm. to be in there at, at present.
2: Okay. Right.
0: Yeah, I agree. It's a sell for me it. it look, it's a um it's it's defensive but it's a very expensive defensive at right. the moment and um you know they're trading on multiples which are towards the you know the top of the historic range um if you again you're taking out the pandemic um because yeah. it was obviously you know that they, they, they swung fairly wildly there um well I, i'd be more than willing to consider it at lower yeah. prices and that goes for quite a lot of the you know stocks in the market at the moment i, I think mm-hmm. we've got um tougher conditions coming up and you know and i and I don't think you want to be taking, rolling the dice, buying things at the expensive end of the range. Um, I mean, most analysts have got them around about fair value. I, to be to be honest, I just wouldn't be buying them here. I, I would I would have a look at it. You know, if we dropped um, dropped down okay. in the PE fairly considered, but the if you're in it,
2: take some profits. Take I, it I, I think it so, absolutely,
0: because it's. I don't think it's going to be as de- as expensive as it is right now. I don't think it's going to be as defensive as you would Good expect. Thing.
2: Okay. All right. Let's recap the first five stocks. Uh, Goodman Group, uh, our stock of the day. Um, Mark has a nibble on it. David has a lighten, take some profits. Uh, Both prefer Centuria in that space, the the Centuria in industrial REIT. Uh, CBL, a sell from Mark, a hold from David. Ords prefer if you're in the big four banks. Uh, Westpac and ANZ, challenger a hold from both, Packed to sell from Mark, a hold from uh, David. Uh, Iris, um, a wait and watch, uh, reports on Monday. Uh, Mark's gonna be very interested to see how it goes. New chief executive, what are his plans for the future? Could be an interesting stock to get into post-Monday. Uh, so, uh, we might uh, we might put Iris as our stock of the day on Monday. Pencil it in. Yeah, considering you two, to two blokes have uh, made us aware of that, um, and Woolworths a sell from both. Um, uh, but David and Ords um, in that supermarket sector, think Metcash if you if you want exposure to that sector is a better opportunity. Here at the call, we've been tracking our own high conviction growth fund as picked by the Investment Committee, which Mark's on. Uh, latest episode of the Investment Committee meeting on the platform now, ausvis.com. At the February meeting, they got out of Aristocrat and JB Hi Fi, which in retrospect looked okay, uh, looked pretty good deals. Uh, Paradigm and New Century Resources were added, plus, they upped their weighting uh, in the portfolio of BHP, CSL, and Boss Energy. And the portfolio at the moment, since the 1st of March, up 13%. Uh, Keep sending in your request for the call because that's the first filter to the Investment Committee. Any stocks that gets two buyers from uh, from the panel uh, gets referred to the Investment Committee to see if it goes into the portfolio. Uh, next half hour, we're going to be talking about Bega, Lottery Corp, Dominoes, uh, Telstra, and Ansel. Uh, David, uh, Jimmy wants a view on Bega, the big dairy processing and food manufacturer, but also includes uh, not only Bega Cheese, but Vegemite and their peanut butter brand, which made headlines for a while. Uh, what do you think of Bega? Yes. Yeah, it's a. a-
1: business that's been challenged and, and we've got uh, rising farm gate milk prices and that's been probably one of the, the biggest impacts on it. Um, over the last 12 months, the farm gate milk price is up by about 30%, so their input costs are rising. Um, they have been passing through some of those costs, but obviously not to the extent uh, and that will take a little bit of time to, to come through. So. It is a business that, that does face challenges. Um, their overall sales and demand have been uh, pretty strong and growth in the, the yogurt market and, and growth in um, yeah, their, their spreads, as you mentioned, with uh, Vegemite and peanut butter, honey, etc. cetera. Um, but it's, yeah, a business, we've got a, a light and recommendation on them. Um, they're due to report their result on Thursday next week. Uh, so it, it will be an interesting result to see and uh, a bit of a a guide as to how businesses are struggling with those rising input costs. Right, so a hold from you.
2: Uh, Mark? Uh, Lighten, uh, Lighten at the Lighten. moment. Lighten. Yeah, right.
1: yep. so uh, our our target price on it's 375. Um, think that it's getting close to full value. So okay. uh, yeah, maybe look at taking Sorry. some profits.
2: Huh?
0: The Australian in me wants to like this company, yep. but, um, <laughs> but the numbers, unfortunately, don't really, um, you know, if I'm going to be, you know, if, if I'm going to be realistic, they don't really add up. They're, they're a low margin business. As David said, there's rising, um, you know, rising input costs. Uh, I think the dairy farmers, you know, it's a pretty tough gig being a dairy farmer. I think that was probably fairly due, those rising prices, but um you know, and and obviously they're selling into supermarkets and Coles and Woolworths are the two hardest yep. people to negotiate with in the world. So, well, certainly in Australia, anyway. So, yeah, it's yeah, low margin trading, twenty five times forward multiple, paying less than three percent yield. I yep. want to like it, but, but yeah, it, it's I, I really can't. So, they do have some good things in the in the pipelines and. Um, and I, I, yeah, but I'd be interested, you know, from an invest purely investment point of view, I, yeah, I, I think it's a sell.
2: Right. Okay. All right. Uh, next stock uh, after Bega is Lottery Corporation. Felicity wants a <laughs> view on that, Mark. Of course, Lottery Corp was spun out of Tab Corp, as the name mm. implies, all of the lottery business in uh, Tab Corp, Powerball, and the like. Can you
0: know? Yeah, this one's done fairly well. I think it's trading around the. Five odd dollar mark now, um, which sort of again is probably it's just getting. I don't dislike the business, there's a there is a chance that they report well because I think they've had 300 million dollar plus jackpots, um, which really does drive their business. Um, So, but I you know, it's a relatively it's only been around since last June, so. You haven't had much of a chance of seeing too many patterns in the reporting, and you man- and you manage to get a fairly decent result out of it. I, yep. I'd probably, I'd probably be selling into the result, um, and and just wait and just wait and see because if they don't report as well as our expe- expectations, and they and they pull back, we're we'll well, yeah. and you'll be stuck with them for a long time, right? So okay. and and I and I so it, it, for me, I don't, I, I again, I don't dislike the company, but. You in the very short period of time you've done relatively well, and and I and I think that the you're not going to see you're more likely to see a 10% move to the downside than the upside, and you know then you're sitting on that you're sitting on that on that position
2: basically till next earnings season. So um, particularly when you saw the dip down there to 250, if you if you've run it up from there yeah um, no absolutely really well.
0: it's um yeah there it'd be it'd be sort of you know take you in and um right. and okay. and just and, and look you may get it back in on the on the earnings result um but but yeah it's i think it's probably not a bad place to sell
1: uh david yeah pretty much agree with that uh we spoke about it a number of months ago uh when they had their their big um uh, Powerball jackpots yep. and and that does entice a lot of people in. Um, but the share price has run very very strongly since October. Uh, so they're sitting at their their now all time highs. Mark said it's only a, a relatively new company, but yep. uh, yeah yeah. So it's it's rallied very strongly. So I'd be I'm looking at uh, taking profits on it as well. Right. We've got a lightened recommendation on it. Um, our valuation is about four dollars forty. So. Um good business and long term, uh, You know, it's obviously a business that, that has a lot of demand, um, but current share price, I think it's probably yeah. a little bit expensive. Um, and yeah, I guess most of the, the discussion we're having are, across the board is that um, many things are very expensive in the market and yeah. uh, probably a good time to be looking at, at holding a bit more cash and this might be a place to take some out of it.
2: Yep. yep. Absolutely. All right, um, our next doc, David Andrew, wants a view on Domino's Pizza, not only here in Australia, but uh, where are they? They're in Japan as well. They're in Europe, Um, Singapore, Singapore, throughout Asia, massive um, organization. um, It is,
1: yeah. Yeah, they've done very, very well, Um, yeah. Uh, originally out of Brisbane, uh, and yeah, oh, said, here probably, we go. <laughs>
2: here we go. He's pulled the Brisbane card You're as bad as <laughs> A- Andrew Wyland uh, from Toowoomba. <laughs> he does all that too.
0: Uh, we, we Macro's joined them. We opened an office there uh, last oh, there month. So there you go. We'll, uh, <laughs>
2: All right, get on with it, Domino's. We're proud of our local businesses.
1: But I guess, you know, as we were talking about bigger Cheese, the, you know, the input costs uh, are rising. Um, you know, the, the cost of, of mozzarella uh, is rising as far as uh, Domino's is concerned. And also the, the ability to get staff. Um, traditionally, it's been a business where... Uh, it's been very easy to get casual staff and um, you know, drivers and, and people working in their shops. But uh, now in the current employment market, uh, it's difficult to actually get those uh, those lower paid workers. So there's a few headwinds uh, that are in front of the stock at the moment. Uh, we've got a whole recommendation on it. It's reasonable value where it is. As you can see by that, that chart, the share price yeah. has come down quite a bit, um, but it's it's not, um, yeah, not not the sort of business that uh, you know will provide much of a dividend yield and still priced reasonably expensively as far as the, the growth is concerned. Um, so I'd be holding at the moment.
2: Yeah, um, interesting, Mark, because if you look at the uh, uh, the twelve month chart or the six month chart, uh, what did it get down to about forty nine dollars oh, or one stage, about 50, yeah. fifty, fifty fifty dollars. So it's had a a reasonable bounce back up above p has it? It's not one for
0: the faint-hearted, this yeah. one. Um, if you if you have this, obviously you've been used to the volatility. If yep. you're looking at buying it, make sure you're comfortable with the volatility. Yep. Um, the, the, I think our analysts were fairly dour on expansion to Japan, and that panned yep. out really well. Um, they're rolling out to Singapore and Malaysia. The analysts aren't massively convinced on again. Um, I would probably back dominoes there, um, but as uh, as David said, it's just three and a half hundred percent unemployment. I mean, yeah. it's a delivery business, uh, that just eats into their margins, mozzarella obviously as well, yeah. input costs, it, you know, they it does, but they do do it on scale. They've got great technology as well. Mm. Um, they're trying out different business models, um, which will you know, which is probably not helped by rising rents, but smaller, opera, you know, smaller operations closer together, and getting franchise franchisees to open, you know, two, two, um, two operations, you know, relatively close in terms yep. of the crow flies. So that, I think that improves their um, their um, you know what they get out of their drivers yep. and, and the speed of their deliveries and things. So yeah, it's food, um, pro- food prices coming down, though. Yeah, things are normalising. So, but again, it's like. You're going to have to have a wide stop and back their business plan. Right. Um, and look, as I said at the start of the show, our, our sort of plan this earnings season was a, was a wait and see. So I'd be erring on the side of, um, you know, sort of accumulating, um, but I want to wait and see. I mean, this okay. stock this stock can move massively. I mean, we had an earnings report this time last year and it dropped from 100 to yeah. $75. Smash. So, you, you, you don't need to take that risk on leading into the report. Um, so you'd hold
2: at this stage? Yeah, I'd
0: be holding at this stage if they have a good report and the the rollouts are going well. Um, they are, they're pretty, like, I, I sort of tried to find a comparable international peer. McDonald's was probably yeah. one that, and um, I think it reported relatively well and... Um, and dominos is more far more expensive um, yeah. so you know it, i i want to say that i want to be comfortable with the strategy okay. that, to justify the growth justify the share price so um, and you know after last year I've, i probably don't need the headache of a, something that's going to swing 25% sure. on an earnings day okay. either
2: so well when when's it report must be coming out pretty soon right? Uh, um, I'm, I'm I'm I'll, I'll i right unsure i think i think it's next check week up. right yeah. okay um, I uh, had lunch with a uh, Domino's franchisee. This was sort of Mm. pre-COVID. And the technology he was explaining to me, he he had, uh, they tend with the franchisees to give them um, half a dozen stores in the same geographic area sort of thing. Um, He showed me his mobile app, his Domino's mobile app. Um, He was getting real-time sales of every type of pizza from all six of his franchisees with staffing levels and the ability to shift staff from one store to another uh, instantly. And this is all real time. I thought... Wow. Well, that, that's...
0: That, that's where the technology really improves the efficiencies. I mean, yeah. you know, they talk about inflation, but one of the best ways to combat inflation is efficiency. Yeah. And yeah. if they've got rising costs and their technology is good, they may, they may dodge it. But I mean, you know, they
2: are stuck with the cheese yeah. prices, but yeah, yeah. you know, labor costs, maybe. All right, let's see how it goes. All right, uh, a very timely uh, one today with Telstra reporting this morning. Nick wants a view, David on uh, on telstra how you see at the moment uh, vicky brady's first result that she brought down after uh, after andy penn has been at the helm for a number of years and basically re-engineered the business and she acknowledged that in the results saying the uh the t22 and t25 uh re-engineering programs that uh that andy implemented have certainly done the job
1: absolutely yeah and it's uh it's good to see it's one of the one of the only companies that I can remember that uh, actually had a five-year plan stuck to the plan and executed on that so yeah. it's it's actually good to see uh, and yes it, her first result as, as CEO was a very impressive one um, probably one of the highlights out of the result was that their mobile business was up 9.3 uh, percent and that's due to the fact that the, uh, the international borders are now open so their uh, global roaming Business is returned uh, after having a hiatus for a number of years so that's been a bit of a highlight in the in the business um, reasonable result they've increased their dividend which will be uh, a, a positive for shareholders who like the dividend out of telstra it's not what it was uh, but dividend yields probably about four percent fully franked uh, so still a reasonable yield there but as you said with that re-engineering of the business and, and selling off some of the their uh assets they're now looking for more growth uh and the international side of the business is is now about 10 percent after they bought the did mm. operations so uh yeah they've got some international growth coming as well um at current share prices we think it's probably fair value uh i'd be holding it at the moment um can't see yeah, you know, that they're, they're great value at present, but if uh, you've got it in the portfolio, I'd certainly be, be sticking with them.
2: Yeah, look, that uh, just broke through a five-year high uh, by the look of the the chart that we just yep. had on. Uh, it's pretty impressive for, for Telstra, Mark. What do you think of it?
0: Yeah, because that range has been extraordinarily solid. Yep. For $2.60 to $4.35 for five years, um, if you've got it, you, like great, uh, but I mean you can't. I don't think you can buy a breakout in Telstra. Right. Um, I mean you probably have to. Do you sell a breakout? Ah, uh, no. Look, they've had a good result, so you know maybe the breakout holds. So right. you know it. Um, I can, you know, I, I guess in a way, sort of like the banks. Australian consumers are a little bit lazy unless you know you have a data breach, and yeah. um, which and I did
2: did put that to Vicky Brady about an hour ago. I said, is this a result? Uh, the optus built for you and, and, and she said look it, it helped but not to a, a huge extent yeah uh,
0: I, I wouldn't have thought I mean people get o- tend to get over that when they go in and realize how difficult it is to, to change everything so um, when okay. people are contracted as well yeah so having to pay those out obviously you know is a disincentive to be switching so it possibly isn't just that I think I think that probably um, you know under under rewards the the job that they've done. I think they're, you know, b- good companies. I mean, Elders is, you know, a good company that stuck to an eight-year plan, and you know, share price is not showing it at the moment. But, no. but but from eight years ago when they started, it's it's marked a huge improvement. Yeah. So you know, and look, BHP's even done the same thing. They used to have a bad habit of you know getting a glut of money and buying crappy mines, and yeah. now they've got a they've got a ten and twenty-year uh, plan. So. You know, I think that I think this year is going to be very key. Management's going to be very key because right. the you know money's not free anymore, and we're going to have um, struggling with sort of very you know tight labour markets and inflation, and then possibly you know a bit of a slowdown in the economy. So, you know, the quality of your management is going to be like, really key um, to you know to manage these conditions. And um, I think I, I did some stats the other day. It was 20 odd percent of the ASX 200 have not even have never seen um, any environment outside of a zero interest rate so it's going to be some some uh, Mm. inexperience maybe come through and you know there'll be some there'll be some managements that shine but yeah i i mean i can't i can't buy it here hold it if you've got it um probably you know if it gets on a run i think you'd probably be selling the spike um potentially um I think they've, I was reading reading something about NBN Co, you know, they've got Elon Musk Starlink stealing a lot of their satellite customers. I mean, that's a, that's a mild risk. Um, you know, that roaming increasing, yes, it's a return, but I mean, I've got a lot of clients overseas over the last six months and we just use WhatsApp. So yeah. it, um, I, don't, I don't, that's, they're not long-term, you mm. know, gains that they're gonna hold, but, um, but yeah, be, be wary buying at the top of the, of a very solid five-year range, yeah. and okay. and it's not the kind of company that's got as much enough growth that it's going to kick, you know, too hard. So, yeah, I'd, I'd be Hold a little bit best. cautious.
2: Hold it best. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, final stock. David wants a view mark on Ansel, the uh, the big glove manufacturer. Uh, talk about a stock that was uh, has been smacked um, um, last Tuesday, uh, down eight percent on their uh, on their earnings result. It's climbed back a bit. Since then, uh, but what do you think of Ansel?
0: Yeah, they missed on pretty much everything. Yeah. So, um, yeah, margin squeeze. They've had a and they've had a really rocky. Um, I mean, it's you know, if you look at the chart, it's not one to ho- it's not one to um, to carry through earnings seasons. Um, it's had a it's had a significant gap to the downside. Three of the last four. Um, um, earnings results. So um, there's a fair bit of volatility uh, for various reasons out of their control, um, you know, in inventories and input costs in, and things. So I, I think they would be praying for, you know, the return to normal uh, with supply chains and input yep. costs and hospital inventories. Um, but yeah, it would be a hold at best for me. I'd be waiting for the just, you know, a downgrade. You know, a downgrade cycle to, to, finish. to finish so grade, yep. again agreeing with Nathan, um but yeah i'd, I'd it'd be very much a wait and see it's not a yeah. it's not a bad quality company but i mean it's had everything possible thrown at it in the last few years and they've managed to remain fairly resilient but i yeah i, I don't think you need yep. to be rolling the dice okay. right now uh, david ansel
1: yeah certainly a disappointing result and, and the, the share price uh you know has, has come off quite a bit Um, our research analysts downgraded uh their forecasts and and, uh expectations for their long-term growth um but having said that the uh target price or or fair values come down to about thirty dollars so still think they're trading at about 15 percent below um their, their fair value so we've got an accumulate recommendation on it um think that at current prices given the the share price fall uh, it's it's reasonable value and, and should recover over time, um, but yeah, as Mark said, it's uh, it's one of those businesses that um, yeah has disappointed many times during the during the yep. earning seasons, so it's uh, it's been a, a challenging stock to hold.
2: Yep, absolutely. All right, let's recap the uh, the final five stocks. Uh, Bigger take some profits uh, from David at Ord, Sell from. From Mark, Lottery Corp, uh, a sell from both as well. Domino's a hold from both. Telstra a hold. And Ansell is a hold from Mark and Accumulate from David and Ords David Lane from Ords Great to see you, mate. Thank you for joining us. Thank Appreciate you. your time. Mark Gardner, My always pleasure. great to have you on the panel good to see Thank you. you talk soon uh, if you've got any stocks that, that you'd like me to put to our expert panel put them in an email to call at osbiz.com.au or tweet us using the at OsbizTV tv handle uh, we'll be back same time tomorrow with another edition of call in the meantime stick around the pulse is next